It is your girl, the binge babe, the thick rider chick, back in full effect. I know. I totally know. Okay. It's been a hiatus like a motherfucker. But, in my defense, okay, I tried to take the YouTube route and be more visual. So, I stepped away from podcasting to do that for a minute. And then on top of that, your girl, I got sick with COVID for like a month and a half. So, <laughs> lay off my lady nuts, okay? I've been away, but I honestly miss podcasting and prefer to be behind the scenes. And I feel like if you've been riding with me for a minute, like every six months, I do this. Sometimes you got to step back from some shit, okay? This was that. But anyway, back and full of it. Kind of late with this. Wanted, I actually watched Squid Games like three weeks ago. So I know I'm behind on the times. Like, whoa. Like, it's October and everything, and I watched this, like, mid-September. But I said I was going to do it regardless because the writing is so impeccable. Like, the storyline is so simple but detailed but entertaining that it deserved a podcast. And it's an Asian drama or a Korean drama, I believe. So, um, be that as it may, it's still entertaining AF. And I think props have to be given where they are due. Now, I'm a... I'm a... I'm a... I'm a... I'm going to apologize up front because I'm going to fuck some names up, you know, and it's not no racial thing. It ain't no, you know, it ain't nothing like that. And I'm only going to say the character's name. So it's not even real people names, but just know I'm going to give you a description because more than likely you don't know the motherfuckers names either. Just being honest. Do you know all their names? I'll wait. No, I didn't think so. So, um, okay, let's start with the basics because, um, your girl loves uh, like a, a thriller. I love me a psychological thriller. I love me a plot in uh, like a plot twist at the end. So we got like all of that with this. And again, I apologize for dragging ass. We're getting this podcast out, but here it is. So here you go. Okay, so the story starts off with our MC uh, main character. The character's name is Lee Jung Jae. Okay, but to make it simple, it's the deadbeat ass daddy who's in debt. Um. <laughs> We literally start this movie off with his own mama not wanting to give him money. It being his daughter's birthday. The mama have to remind him and she gives him money to get her a gift. And what does he do? He takes his clown ass down to the motherfucking racetrack and bets and wins. So, okay, cool. Maybe he, he's confident in his gamble skills because he'd be winning. But then the whole got robbed. What? So now we're back at square one. He gets chased down by some people that he owes money to. Like this, this, this nigga is in debt up to his eyeballs he child so i can definitely understand why he took took this risk because he was just getting it from all sides it's just he didn't have a really good job and on top of that he had a nasty gambling habit so it was like my man's you know um is he the type of typical mc that you would root for honestly no like dude is trash he's an okay dad you know, and I, I'm, I take that back. He's a good dad, but no, we're going to stick with okay. Because if you got to be reminded of your one and only, because he ain't got eight kids. He got one. So you got to be reminded of your one and only child's birthday. My man, you trash. So, okay. Uh, Lee Jung, we the one shit. Uh, he wasn't no heroic type that you want to see. He wasn't no um, T'Challa or somebody that you want to root for and see win. Dude was trash. I mean, was he complete trash? I mean, he was a nice guy. He's, he's kind. He's not just an asshole. 
but he is just a slave to his debt and his priorities are jacked up. So, okay, okay, bet. So, that, does that make him just a horrible person? No, it makes him an irresponsible person. The MC is irresponsible. We'll, we'll say that. Um, he bumps into one of his uh, childhood friends, I think. <clears throat> Excuse me, I think they were childhood friends. And um, he bumps into his mother, and she's just going on and on about how her son is the shit. And then, lo and behold, that nigga in debt too. But she is just, you know, oh, he's doing so well. He graduated from MIT or wherever the hell he went with honors. And he is just kicking ass in the business world. You know, making Lee Jung feel like crap. But, um, okay, but lo and behold, how those, how indeed those tables do turn. So, um, Lee Jung is really, like, on his last ass cheek. Like, he is out here, out there bad. And he meets this very handsome Asian man in the suit. Um, uh, his name was... We Ha June. Okay. They play some kind of game where you slap the paper on top of a different color paper, and if you're able to flip the paper, you're the winner. This nigga must be a professional at that shit because they literally played like 15 times, and each time he won, and I'm sure the one time that he didn't win was calculated. Like, this is the only person they have doing this out recruiting people, and they were able to get like 400 people to come to the game. So that means that We Han. <laughs> That Weeha is out here playing this shit with over 400 people and winning except once. So I am assuming he is a professional at this shit. This must be his family trade playing this little paper game because he's the only one out here doing it and he is kicking ass and recruiting like a motherfucker. So apparently this is just his family lineage. I wear suits, I, I look handsome, and I slap your paper and then I slap you in the face. Every time he won, he got to slap you. So... <laughs> <laughs> but it is what I like about this show is that it puts in perspective what people will do even for the idea of money like the abuse they would tolerate because they could have walked away at any moment this is not a forced thing like this whole the whole squid games was always optional until it wasn't so at any point in time I don't know like the first time they got slapped they could have walked away but he promised them I think $10,000 he's like look if you can beat me in this you get this and then they got so into it that they didn't even realize by the time they finally won, it's like, yes, you know, they were so excited about winning that he's like, oh, yeah, here's this money. Oh, he done sealed the deal. If you want more of that, then he slides in with the business card. Now, I can't be mad at the marketing team that surrounds the Squid Games because that shit is genius. And it works. Again, <laughs> they convince like 400 people to come do this crazy shit. But, um... Okay, Lee Jung is like hell. No, I ain't doing that shit. I'm not. I'm not taking no more of that. Like my face red and scarred up. It took me 30 tries to win, and I'm gonna take this money and be good with it. But then he gets home, and his mama has some diabetic, you know, diabetic episode. She's needing surgery, and they talking about amputating her leg, like big mama for soul food. And he is just like, you know what? I, or, or I might be skipping ahead. I think that might be that might have happened after he came back you know i think he just got enticed by it he's like shit let me call and see what's up he went and did it and then lo and behold when he gets there who else is here except the shopkeepers um you know his childhood friend the shopkeeper mama was going on and on about he tried to say something and they called him out with the quickness show his whole little life and how he ended up in debt on the panoramic screen in front of everybody i mean called that nigga out he was millions in debt he had already 
Like he had put a lien or something on his mama house and her business, and she had no idea. This same woman that's sitting there talking him up like he is the bee's knees, that like he is the cat shit, like he is just whoop pow. Ma'am, he didn't put a lien on your shit, and you didn't even know it. Like he didn't lost your business, really. So you might look, you finna be talking it up from the corner. But um, that's why he's here because all of his, despite all his degrees and despite all his this, that, and the third in business. He been out there fucking up. So he right here with the lowliest of lows. Trying to see if he can get, you know, some more of that money. Because they pick him up in the weirdest way. They meet at this strange location. They gas them as soon as they get in the car. And then they wake up in these Adidas tracksuits from 1995. And it's like, <laughs> yo, my nigga, like, who, who unclothed me? What kind of harassment is this? But anyway, cool. They show him the big piggy bank full of money and, you know, all these promises of it can be yours. And, of course, you have a room full of people that are not only consumed with greed. Because, okay, there's a scripture in the Bible that people misquote all the time. And it's, you know, people will say it's the love of money is the root of all. I mean, um, money is the root of all evil. But it actually is the love of money is the root of all evil. The fact that you would sit there and let somebody slap you this many times for you know for a handful of money and then come here to possibly endure more abuse shows how truly down and out you must be because i ain't finished to here and get slapped for no money like i mean i was who, who, who am i to lie don't don't let me tell that lie don't let me tell that lie because ten thousand dollars is a hell of a lot of money to take a little bit of slapping around for 30 minutes <laughs> so maybe i'm judging too quickly because <laughs> you know how many slaps is we talking like you know, am I ever going to win? But trust, the point is to recruit the people. So he was going to let them win at least once. So, I mean, you know. But I'm the type, the first and only time I went to the boats, when I finally hit off of my little $5 that I was able to make it to $140, I took that $140 and I left. I was satisfied with that. <laughs> we went, I'm not the type that would be like, well, let's try this $140 and see if we can flip it to $10,000. No, 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 no. Because it would be just my luck. It would be just my luck. But anyway, back to the story. So, um, all right, simple. You know, we, we've got some characters seeing each other. Now, remember I told you he got robbed with his stupid ass? Okay, so the little chick that robbed him is actually here at the games. Her name is, and I, you know, don't quote me, Ho Yeon Jung. She's quick. She's a pickpocket. Um, apparently, she's made some enemies other places in the world because other people recognize her and wants to beat her ass, too. So, um... You know, she's a little, she's a little round-the-way thief, you know. But, um, so anyway, so yeah, he makes a new friend, an older guy, who is known as Yeong Soo-o. Very nice older guy. And he will play a great part in the end, uh, but let's just stick to where we are. Let's start with the first game. So pretty much the idea behind the Squid Games is you play, you pretty much play, like, childhood games, and if you lose, you are eliminated. Now, of course, they didn't go into full detail and say that eliminated means shot the fuck up. But, um, you know, no one's assuming that. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Eliminated is such a strong word that when I heard it, I probably would have thought death. Because with Red Light Green Light, normally the term is you're out. Like, you know, even a free tag is like, you're out, you're it, you know. So, eliminated is just so so strong you know but anyway so um they go out there and they start playing the game and there's a large doll who you know spins around and she hollers out 
red light and then you know a green light you, you're able to move and of course like the typical game when she says red light you have to be still or else you're out well out means we riddle you with bullets because that's pretty much what happened you know they just she would do the motion detection thing and the next thing we know it's a body on the ground so i mean yeah this is this is what we signed up for so and on top of that there was a timer so you know if we could have played it without the timer, I think I could have made it. Because just be still when she say red light, no matter what. But now we got to do all of this in five minutes. Damn. Like, damn. Like, so. <laughs> Our main characters do survive. Um, You know, the, the business guy, the shopkeeper's son, the childhood friend, he makes it. Our MC makes it. The uh, pickpocket, she makes it. But the MC almost didn't make it until a very kind Indian man held him up, like with the fort, like with the right hand of God, because he was he tripped over a dead person almost at the finish line and almost got their head blown off. But Ali, that was his name, if I'm not mistaken, Ali reached out and was like, what? you know, grabbed him, you know, held on to him with the with the with the with the force of God, you know, and then held that nigga up, you know. We can't say thank you enough because I'm not going to lie. A lot of people out there was not thinking about nobody. Like somebody had pulled on him talking about, can you help me? And you know what the MC said? Hell nah. He kept running. <laughs> so he was definitely shown some grace that he did not extend when the time came. But all our main characters made it through and we were introduced to a new character, Ali. So um, they're like, man... You know, the main character and the uh, shopkeeper are like, this is some bogus shit. Now, luckily, the shopkeeper, is he's a business guy, so he reads the fine print. He took the time to read the manual, and everybody else was just focused on the money, and he knows these little rules, you know. And he knows. He's like, look, y'all. Because one chick starts begging and pleading to quit, and they're like, pretty much, look, if you don't continue the games, you eliminate it. But a uh, business dude steps up and says, yo, yo, my nigga, I read the book. I read the manual, and uh, rule number three says if we all take a majority vote and want to be out we can be out thank goodness somebody read the book because <laughs> options are great now um you would think that this would be an easy unanimous vote for let's get the fuck out of here no 50 percent of the people wanted to stay they were like man okay the part that got me was the way that these people were so confident in their ability to win, I thought more than one person could win. I thought there was like a top 12. Because there's no way that you're looking at 400 people in a game where your life is literally on the line. And you're confident enough to think that you would be the one person to get it. But I guess that's how gamblers think. Because... As soon as I saw the competition, I'm out. First of all, we got to pay with our lives if we don't win. And look like, like, if, like if it was a three-man race and there's two other older people, sure, I might try my luck. But, <laughs> like, there's 400 able-bodied youth. There's half, over half of them are men, strong men. And you real life finna gamble with your shit and think that you finna come out on top. If that is not arrogance... If that is not being consumed by greed, I don't know what. The fact that 50% of, because over half of them got killed off in this game. So now we're dealing with like 200 and some odd people. Over 50% voted to stay. They're like, I'm in debt so bad out there. It wouldn't even hurt to just try and get that money in here. I think the prize money translated. I saw this somewhere on the internet. Don't quote me. I'm not good with the, with all that. But I think it translates to like 400 million American dollars. So this is a lot of guap. 
you know, I get it, but I'm the type of person, I didn't have it before, so I ain't gonna die if I don't have the day, but I will literally die if I don't win these games, and literally half of us got wiped out in red light, green light, and that was an easy game. We have no idea what game is coming next. Moving on, but no, 50%, y'all. The deciding vote was the old man, his little friend, Young Seul, that put it at 51 and they were all sent home. Here is where it gets bananas and pajamas are coming down the stairs. These motherfuckers, <laughs> after that traumatic, horrible experience, have been giving the gift of life. And what do they do? We find these same people right back at this thing. Now, mind you, it's an option. They weren't forced back. They went back to their shitty lives. And like I said, old boy um, saw that his mama's leg was about to get amputated. She needed surgery. He came back and she was passed on the floor because she had a diabetic episode. And she needs surgery. The insurance been gone because they can't hold out no work. You know, so he's like, you know what? I'm finna do this. I'm finna, I'm finna try. And lo and behold, everybody came right back. Sheer arrogance that, okay. I see what I'm up against. I can do it. So they proceed on. They come back of their own free will. They proceed on with the game. Now, the little, we'll call him the obvious bully. But he's just a jackass. No much room for him. He is an obvious bully. But he is also, he, he lives by no code. You know, some of the thugs, some of the gangsters, some of the bullies have some kind of code or loyalty to somebody. He out here double-crossing everybody. That's why he came back with the quickness because the little gang he was rolling with, he trying to double-cross them, and they almost killed him. So he was like, let me go back in there and get, you know, try, you know. So he ain't got no loyalty to nobody. He on soon time. Anyway, that's the big nigga who, who was over the bullet click, if you're, like, confused. And then... He meets this little chick who was just throwing her cat left and right, you know, I mean, hey, leverage what you can, trying to get in where she fit in with any group. I, I wouldn't call her, I don't know what to call her. I think she's just trying to survive. So when I say she's a protagonist or an antagonist, it's hard to say, but she is one of the main characters. So, um, you know, she come along and I think her name was Kim. Kim, what'd you call her Kim? So, um... She comes along and she actually gives him some and forms an alliance with him and the bullies and you know they were able to win the next game i think the next game was the one with those cookies it's like yeah the next game was the one with the cookies you got three circle cookies and inside of each cookie was a shape a square no a triangle a circle and an umbrella I felt so bad, like in real life, for the people that had the umbrellas. Like, woe is you. Triangle man is out of here. Like, circle girl is out of here. You know, they give you a little needle and all you do is pinch around it. And, you know, take your little time. Once the timer's gone off, you know, get your shape out without breaking the shape. And you good. Now, that's easy to do with a triangle. But with a motherfucking umbrella, like, what? What is this? Like, did Rihanna sponsor this game? Why are we, why, where did that umbrella come from? It's not even a basic shape. Like, <laughs> we got a square, I mean, we got a triangle and a circle. Then the next obvious logical choice would be at least a rhombus, my nigga. Like, a, you know, a square, no, an umbrella. It's not even a shape, it's an object. So I felt so bad. And of course, our main character, what does he get? An umbrella. But of course, we can't kill off the MC just yet. So, um, he decides to lick the back of it in some kind of way that makes it easier to break away without crumbling all of our all of our main cast make it through um 
Kim, I think she didn't smoke a lighter up in here in her cat. In short, you know. So, um, she used the lighter to kind of light the end of the needle. And she gave the lighter to the bully gang leader. And that helped him. I forgot about the fine-ass cop who uh, stole away. You know, everybody had some kind of plan now. I guess they thought they were going to cheat the system since we done been through this once. I'm going to cheat the system. You know, bully dude thought he was going to do something. Um, cop, cop dude, you know, he killed a real soldier. They're called soldiers, but he killed the, a real pink soldier and kind of imitated him for the longest. Um, with his foreign ass, because his brother had went missing in these games. So he's searching for his kin. More stuff that, you know, pays off in the end. But, um, yeah, so the second game was them looking the cookie thing. I thought we were going to lose our, lose our, you know, the few little people we like. Because at this point, I like the old man. I like the MC. I like the business dude. And I like Ali. So I just, I don't want to lose any of them. But they made it through. Um, the next game was tug of war. So at this point, you want brute strength on your team. Now, the bully nigga has an inside connection with this doctor who has been helping some pink soldiers who have been on the low selling organs to the black market from these gangs. Okay, if we, you know, if we got bottles, I mean, we got <laughs> bottles. <laughs> if we got bodies for days, then why not sell a lung or two and get a little cash on the side? You know, I can respect the hustle. But the game master wasn't feeling it. But that, we'll get to that later. So anyway, there's a doctor who comes and patches people up or gets the organs out for this team. But in order for him to stay, he's got to play in the games and blend in. But, you know, the bully guy is catching on to him. So they, they barter, you know, in exchange for your strength. I'll give you info on the next game. So they got that going. So once he finds out about the tug of war, of course, he gets rid of old girl because we need all the strong men on our team. This is after, you know, she gave him some in the bathroom. He was like, she was like, promise me you won't abandon me and promise me we'll see this through to the end. And, of course, just to get his dick wet, he says, you know, yes, of course, of course, my love, you know. But uh, he falls through with that and now she needs a team. And then nobody want her. Want her on their team. Was this the one where, was this the one where did nobody want her or was it the next game? Anyway, they played Tug of War. The old man, Yi uh, Yong Suo had a good had a good idea of you know how we gonna do this and this and the third and they actually ended up winning despite being revenge of the nerds meets asia um <laughs> they did win with you know without having all the brute strength on their team because it was four teams the brutes was called them the brutes the bullies won they you know their turn and then the nerds won their turn so you know, once again, the teams have been split in half again. Um, so it's going kind of well. We seem to have a little bit of a, a unified kind of thing going on. The bullies are taking over at night. They're trying to kill people while they sleep to get the numbers down. Like, it's a lot going on. and um, But entertaining nonetheless. And it's helping you kind of decipher who you like and who you want to root for. But me, I'm still like, I guess more than one of them can still win because they still talk about teams. But it's like the Hunger Games. I'm assuming it, there can only be one winner, but I mean, I guess make alliances where you can, and um, we'll go from there. So anyway, they win, they fight, you know, they live to fight another day. The next game, if I'm not mistaken, is the Marbles game. Um, was there a game before the Marbles? I don't even know. 
But the next important thing is the marbles game. Okay, so at this point, we have to pair up in, in teams of two. And I want to call it episode six. And it, for me, was the hardest episode emotionally. <laughs> uh, it is the only episode where I might have shed a tear because they didn't know what they were going into. Because the game master didn't find out about the doctor and all this little, you know, all this little side hustle shit that's going on on his ship. So, of course, he makes examples of them. Like... Uh, and he strung them niggas up and put them by the steps so everyone could see them. He's like, in life, you all are already not given fair leverage. Here, you're going to be treated fairly. Now, I don't know how, you know, breathing during a red light, green light and getting your head blown off is fair. But, hey, I, I get where he was coming from. He wanted to keep the games pure and, you know, profiting off of people's deaths and giving insight to teams and letting, you know, letting people know what's going to happen next. It, it is cheating. He ain't want no parts of that. So, he ain't want no parts of cheating, y'all. But, um, so anyhow. So, you know, they, they hung them up. So, so, Brute Dude no longer has his connect. He, he doesn't have that intel anymore. He just has a couple strong folks. And nobody really likes him. Even the other Brutes do not like this nigga. He just happens to be the leader of the Brutes. He's not a likable person. He wasn't, he wasn't loyal and likable in life. So why would he be like that in here? Yeah. But anyway, so on the Marble Challenge, we have to team up with another person. Now, of course, everybody's thinking it's going to be similar to Tug of War. So they choose their favorite person or the person that they lean on the strongest or the person that they think will be a strong partner. We not knowing that they finna get out here and play with each other. This game of marbles and whoever loses gets killed. They didn't know this. So, damn. Damn, you know, and every, all of our favorites are paired together. We got, we got the main character with the old man. We got the business, uh, business failure dude with Ali. Ali is my favorite thus far. We got the pickpocket with a new girl who's pretty cool. Kim did not get picked, so we're all assuming that Kim was killed because she was the only one that wasn't picked. Like nobody, nobody wants the only person they like less than the brute. Is Kim but obviously because they are women people are assuming that they're gonna be weaker partners and that you know we will go with the men because it would just be the smart thing to do so she got taken away and it was an odd number I don't know why they would even have an even game knowing they got odd numbers but whatever so um she didn't get picked like the last person in kickball and it this is where it gets a little sad because now we have to make one of us has to go you know, dang, I wouldn't have picked you had I known it was me and somebody I cared about. Now, the bully dude, you know, his partner don't like him. He don't like his partner, but he does end up winning. Um, you know, the old man and the main character, they, you know, it's obvious that the old man should kind of sacrifice himself. Because first of all, you got, you know, like stage five, stage four cancer. You are 86 years old. You've lived your life. So, I mean, it would be obvious that, hey. But I think he was having a dementia episode. And he kept forgetting where he was. And just kind of kept wandering off. So, originally, between business dude and Ali. Ali won. The first go around, he won. But then, here go business dude pleading and begging Park. Park Hey, oh child, Park Hey Soup. That's his actual name. But what's it called? His business dude, which is what we've been calling him for the past thirty minutes. So, the shopkeeper, the, the childhood friend, he lost. But he's like begging and pleading, you know. Now, mind you, Ali got a whole wife and baby. You know, he's a kind heart. He already didn't save your homeboy once. 
you know, you lost. It is what it is. And you came back in your own free will knowing you could die. The honorable thing to do would have just been to die. But what he did was trick him, hell, and me too. Because I was like, is that? He got him thinking that, hey, I read in the book, in the handbook, that there's a way we both can win. Here, you take the marbles and we'll both collect, you know, the other team's extra marbles and we can both win. Well, that turned out to be a huge fat lie. When Ali came around calling his name and looking for him and then he poured out his marbles, he had a bag of rocks. And here go business dude walking up the steps talking about, oh, I collected it all. I win by default. Bitch. You funky bitch. And that is the first episode that I quit dealing with him. I know it's survival of the fittest. I know it's do what you gotta do to live. But that was trifling. So after I already knew the route we were going with him is he's finna take a magneto turn. He's finna just be evil as fuck. To he's finna be ruthless. Cause I mean it is literally, you know, survival of the fittest. It is a it's the Hunger Games. Just you know so. So I get it. Eventually, no matter how cool you are with somebody, no matter how tight the bond is, because I mean he had hooked Ali up with a bus ticket. Gave him some money, you know, let him use his phone back when they, the first time they had went back to the regular world from the game. So it's not like they didn't have some kind of bond, but damn, my nigga, like, damn, you know, and blew his brains out. Yeah, the pickpocket and her friend, her new friend girl, she ended up winning. The girl actually let her win because she just felt like she didn't have much to go back to or you know much to live for so she was like it was an honor playing with you and then they blew her brains out it was a sad episode it really was and then finally the old man lost if you will and then right before they killed him he was just like oh yeah i finally remember my ma- my name because they've been trying to figure out his name for the whole game he said his name they blew his brains out so i mean you know it's sad because they they didn't go into that game expecting that to happen but that's, that's I feel like episode six is when it when the shit gets real because people's real characters are, are showing. You know, we had some people who honorably bowed out to let their partners win. We had some people who did some dirty shit to ensure that they went they won. So I mean people's true colors are coming to light. And lo and behold, they go back to the bunker and guess who ain't dead? Kim She was like, Oh bitch <laughs> You thought I was dead. No bitch no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here. Oh, you thought you killed me, huh? No. So, yeah, she was still there. She was throwing middle fingers and all that jazz, you know. So, Kim, sometimes you like her. Sometimes it's just like, girl. Girl, sit down, gal. But, um, you know, she's still here. So, um, meanwhile, while all of this is going on, the little undercover, undercover cop, excuse me, undercover cop is snooping around, getting info, getting dirt, getting, you know, trying to figure out where his brother went. I don't know how he survived this long, but he, he's doing the damn thing. And looking good while doing it, might I add. So, anyway, we're getting down to the bottom of the games. Um, let's see here. We did the Marvel game. Oh, next was the glass game. It's where they stepped across glass and... Just, um, I like that game, but it was more so for the entertainment of the VIP. The VIP is pretty much the sponsors of the game. These are rich millionaires that have nothing better to do with their millions than bet on, you know, this person dying or that person living, which is sick, but I would not be surprised. I don't put nothing past the 1% at all. So, um, yeah, so the VIP are coming for a visit and, 
we're on this glass game where each child, one is made of real glass and the other is made of fake glass. And so you just, you just chancing it. They don't give you nothing, no reflector, no nothing, no glass tester, you know, nothing to see what's up. So you just got to kind of chance it. And yes, people were falling to their death like a mother. Like, um... I hate. I would have hated, hated to be the first person in line for that game. Uh, really, I would have rather been the last. But on the other hand, once again, there's that timer going. See, if we could have just been left to do this all day, then maybe. But, you know. Hey. So, weird episode. I mean, yeah, weird episode. Because there was actually the whole time there was a glass maker there who could tell the difference between... You know, false glass or pexy glass or whatever, and actual glass. But he was kind of in the back of the line. Um, in this episode, the bully and Kim, the Kim pretty much commits suicide and takes the bully with her because she had, after he betrayed her, she was like, "Look, you gonna die. I'm gonna kill you." Oh yeah, believe that, and she did. So um, yeah, I would have just pushed him instead of taking myself, you know, with him. But uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Pretty dramatic, but yes, they <laughs> they died together. You know, so I would just push his ass like he yeah. Because at one point in time, when he finally got to the front of the line, he got scared. And what does a bully do when they get scared? They try to bully other people. Like, look, I'm not gonna. None of us are gonna go if somebody else doesn't go in front of me. Bitch, if you don't go, he was scared. You know, he didn't want to choose the wrong one. And uh, she was like, I'll go. And he fell for the okie doke. Ended up dying anyway. So then the glass person is up. It's like, and we're thinking, nigga, you don't know how to tell the difference between this shit the whole time. And you just been back there counting blueberries. But he's like, what would that have benefited me to ensure that everybody lives? Like, I'm trying to win this, you know, so I get it. But the VIP notices that he's like bending and looking at the glass, looking at the light reflecting, and that he didn't move them along like two or three spaces with this method. So they're like, uh-uh-uh-uh. And I thought that was BS. Let them people win. How We already have so much against us. We got the timer against us. We got the fact that we don't know what is what against us. If we happen to have some sort of secret weapon that may help us survive, let them have that. But you know how the, you know how the, the, the system works, how the hand that feeds us all works. If, it, if you find a way around it, it'll just crush down on you harder. And I think that was good symbolism for that. So pretty much what they did once they started noticing that he was like detecting how the light was, you know, bouncing off of the glass to determine what was up, you know, what was real and what was fake, they dimmed the lights. Ain't that just like the system? Yeah. But uh, so they dim the lights. So his next alternative is I have to throw something and here you can hear the difference. But of course, they wasn't able to bring anything out here. The only thing they have to throw, the main characters got the last marble that the old man gave him before he was killed. He throws that, but of course he needs he needs more objects. So it's like now we're at the mercy of whatever. And at this point, our little beloved businessman is getting agitated because we are okay. This is how fucked up he is. There's literally two squares left. It's like if he guesses this one right, we hop on the next one and then we're done. Or it's like if he guesses this one, we hop onto the ledge and we're done. Now, mind you, I get. He's ruthless. He wants to survive. And in this kind of game, I guess you have to be. He wants to live. The timer is going down. We sitting here figuring, you know, waiting on him to figure out what he's going to do. And he just pushes him. He just, boom. Okay, well, he fell through that one, so it must not be it. 
I was like, damn, business dude then got cutthroat. But our last three, pickpocket, business dude, the main character, they make it across. Now, after they make it across, the timer goes off, and what happens? The whole glass bridge just blows the F up and cuts them up. It's like it's a it's a game, but it's it's there's really is there even a winner that's do y'all want anyone to win? Because my nigga, like not only do we have to chance it with this flimsy ass glass shit, it blows up and almost kills us in the end anyway. That's the prize we get for surviving. So they spruce them up. This is with the blood and cuts. And let them have a dinner. You know, like a la- like the little dinner they have before they go to the electric chair. <laughs> like the dinner they have before they go to the electric chair. So they have a steak dinner or whatever. And of course they give each of them a steak knife. Which I'm sure was no coincidence. Maybe somebody will just knife somebody. But lo and behold pickpocket girl who we have now come to love because she is far less trifling than business dude has been stabbed by the glass so she's already kind of hanging on a thread but he's like let me get a doctor because they'll patch you up so you can you know they have a doctor so you know if you're kind of injured you can continue on with the games he's going to get the doctor we come back and business dude then sliced her up like a bass fresh out of water like the fuck ruthless that nigga is ruthless. She was already a weak link anyway. She was dying anyhow. You know, but he wanted to go ahead and get that out of the way. And that's what he did. I was just like, damn, man. you got, Main character, you got to kill him now. You might go on collect that money. That's why I was like, I was like, man, fuck business dude. He's a jackass. Kill him. You know, so it's down to those two. And, of course, the number one game is the Squid Game that they played at the beginning. So, foreshadowing for your ass. I mean, just lots of good writing. Lots of good writing techniques. You know, Easter eggs here and there. It was awesome. Um, and to everyone's... I don't... What I wouldn't say he... He did win. But would I say he, like, defeated him? No, because I think he ended up kind of stabbing himself in the neck. And probably the most honorable thing he's done the whole show. So my boy wins the 40 mil. But he's lost so much and he's so traumatized by it. He goes back to real life and pretty much keeps living the way he was before the game. Like the money is just sitting in the bank. He's not really, he's still riding the bus. He's still just chilling. And then he gets this random, you know, postcard from the little nickname that the old man gave him. So when he received the postcard, I knew one of two things. Either the old man did it. (laughs) He's the one that's behind the games. Or they let him live some kind of way. Now, I know what y'all thinking. What about the finance cop? Okay, cool. Finance cop actually gets you know confessions he gets evidence he gets everything on the world's strongest longest charge phone i don't know what kind of battery he got but it has been surviving all these days without being charged it must be that iphone that's coming out next year that shit lasted seven episodes (laughs) and then he puts it in this random ziploc bag which where did he even get that from did he stop by the dollar store like on the island somewhere i don't know and once he's discovered, he swims for it. And my boy makes it. Like I'm like, yes, take these fuckers down. You know, okay, he gets to the island. He makes it. He's got the evidence. He tries to send it to back up in Hong Kong or wherever. And they catch him on the island, of course. <laughs> and lo and behold, when the game master reveals who he is, it's his damn brother. Now, I kind of saw that coming. 
I will admit, I will admit that part was a wee bit predictable. After a while, after he wasn't really finding stuff on him like talking about, I was like, you know what? They haven't shown the game master yet. It, that could be his brother. Lo and behold, y'all, it was. It was his brother. So he shoots him in the shoulder, shoots him off the cliff. I thought maybe it was just like a little mercy shot like to the shoulder to kind of get rid of him, but I think he really died. Like, you know, I think that was the last we saw of him really, which sucks because, damn, he worked hard. He worked hard, you know, you know, but it be young, Ken. Crazy. So anyway, back to present day. So we're a year, we're a year later. Main characters are winning. Got this horrible Ronald McDonald ass red dye Ellen hack job haircut, and it was just it was a mess. I guess it was just one of those midlife crisis decisions, but it was a mess. Anyway, um, he goes and he visits the old man. Okay, now it's obvious to the audience the old man has been behind the whole thing. Which, of course, once we th- we were feeling all sad for him every episode, and then we thought he died during the Marvel game. Now it's like you got some splaining to do, Lucy. Cause what the fuck, you know? Just I was done with him. But talk about an excellent plot twist! I did not see that coming. He's like, why? Why would you do this? He's asking all these questions like, why? 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 He was, and in, in, in short, I will try to sum up his great reasoning for this him and the rich friends was bored he didn't realize how precious life was until he got diagnosed with cancer and he wanted to do something fun and exciting so he made the games and even decided to join in on them boredom this is what rich people do with their money so but he had valid points they didn't kidnap them this wasn't like no slave torture sort of thing they had ample opportunities to walk away and chose to continue on I mean, all facts, no printer. Like, they had the opportunity to walk away. He is right. Them grown people made choices. Yes, he did horrible things. Or, yes, the game did horrible things to them while they were there. But they could have left once they got the money from old dude. They didn't have to call the card. And even after we took a vote and gave y'all a chance to leave once, y'all came back. Knowing this is after you knew that you could die. A horrible death for money that you probably wasn't even going to win. Like, we started off with, like, 400 people. One nigga won. <laughs> like, what the audacity of you to think you was going to be the winner. If that's not being, you know, just taken over by greed, I don't know what it is, honey. Like, oh, my goodness. Business dude had it the worst. And he just didn't have the heart to tell his, tell his mama that, look, old boy died in a Hunger Games to try to pay off his debt. But um, she's still thinking he's out the country or wherever. Wherever she thought he was for a whole year. I don't know. But um, I ain't feel no pity for her or him because he was trash. But yeah, so, you know, just I was sad to see the pickpocket go. I was starting to like her. Definitely sad to see Ali go. But we knew eventually because at first I wasn't sure because of the way they was acting. They was acting like it could be more than one. But we knew. At some point in time, there could only be one. Because even at the end, even when there was three of them, main character was still like, yeah, let's team up and get his ass and take this money and go. Are they going to be cool with that? Are they going to let y'all just split the money and be out? Or are they going to make y'all duel to the death? Why? Or, you know, are y'all going to do that vote thing and then y'all leave with no money? Hell no. Hell no. We didn't fought and kill all these folks or allow all these people to die. And we get down to it and forfeit? 
no <laughs> so um overall what i think about it is first of all if you like this alice in borderland is a really re really very close honestly i think alice in borderland is better because it has more layers and our mc like our main crew they get killed off unexpectedly whereas this main crew pretty much made it almost all the way to the end so alice in borderland is very good it's just not it's just not as popular as squid games but we watched this earlier we watched alice in borderland earlier this year and it's very good lots of layers you know it doesn't have the options that squid games have there is no vote it's and the games are so intricate intricate shit look yeah i know what i'm trying to say <laughs> but um the games are so intricate <laughs> that um it forces you to betray who you love and you know just do things you didn't think you would do so if y'all like squid games check out alice in borderland on netflix these k-dramas these nollywood dramas i'm telling y'all people be missing out on good quality well thought out art because it's dubbed or because it's in a different language or because you know it's from a different culture let me tell you this and i'm gonna say this real quick i'm not if i'm being biased fuck it american entertainment has been so watered down to cookie cutter repetitive bullshit that a lot of the foreign stuff where the where the writers are on top of their game and they're bringing their a game and they're thinking and they're making full character arcs because if you want to be honest we followed this man on a complete journey from him being just some in-depth nigga who don't give a shit about shit to becoming a fully grown man and it isn't the money because he doesn't use the money it's this experience that changes him for better it's a horrible experience, but it changes him for better. And a lot of American films are lacking that character arc and that well thought out plot. Technically, if you want to get technical, Squid Game is really simple, especially compared to like an Alice in Borderland. But it still is entertaining. It dropped. It didn't need 24 episodes like an anime. The six and seven episodes did the job. It, it's quick. It's to the point. It's simple, but it's still good. It's still effective character arcs, and it's still a powerful plot. That is why people fucks with Squid Games. Maybe Alice in Borderland and other K dramas just have too many layers for folks. That's fair too. That's why I like it. It's a good balance between the two. See, I rock with a 24 episode hour long. I don't care about that because my one of my favorite shows, Rain, had 22 to 24 episodes every season, and each one of them was an hour long. I don't give a fuck. As long as it's good and it moves the story along, I don't care. But everybody's not like that. Some people like to keep it short, sweet, and to the point. And Squid Games does that. So anyway, I'm going to be out. Thanks for having me. My apologies about the hiatus. I will try to be more consistent from here on out. But thank you for rocking and rolling with your girl. Whatever that may look like, I appreciate it. God bless and have a good night.